This is Igris, and this is one of the last times for a long time that we're not going to look at letters from exactly 50 years ago. Uh, this is maybe one of the uh, last or second to last of our free-for-all. We're running throughout Igris, picking up interesting letters that we found along the way in the past and didn't get a chance to look at closely. And the one that we're looking at today is from volume, it always says it at the bottom down here in these printouts. This is from volume 18, and you will find it on page 200. The letter is Vav, Tav, Dalid, Shin. And we're going to look at something like seven letters today. One, two, three, four, five, six, six at least. Six letters today. Uh, and this is, I think, going to be the beginning of a two-part series. And we're going to talk about Nusach Chabad, Nusach Harizal, davening with our Nusach, the unique uh, form of tefillah, the unique organization of the Siddur that is characteristic of Chabad houses everywhere. Nusach Harizal, as understood by the Al-Tarebbe, as transmitted by the Al-Tarebbe. <clears throat> Uh, what I want to talk about today is we're going to look at a bunch of letters where people write to the Rebbe asking if they should switch to adopt Nosach Chabad. They're davening Nosach Ashkenaz, they're davening Nosach Svard. They have a different Nosach that they and their families going back generations were raised with. And they write to the Rebbe asking if they should switch their Nosach to daven like us. We'll see the Rebbe's answers to this. And uh, we'll also see the Rebbe's answers to a, a shul that wrote to the Rebbe saying two shuls were merging in which Nosach to use. And we'll talk a little bit about the value, according to the Rebbe, of Nosach Ari, of the Alta Rebbe's Nosach specifically. Tomorrow, the goal in Hashem is to talk about what to do if you daven nosachari and uh, you are, find yourself in a shul that is inhospitable to that. You need to daven for the Amud, or you're in a shul and you're suddenly, you know, doing Hashem news while they're doing Tachnon. The Rebbe has many letters answering what to do when you find yourself in that sort of pickle. So that we're going to cover tomorrow. Also, the specifics of which nosachais you can switch between, whether you're allowed to take on another nosach for the day, things like that we're going to save for tomorrow. I tried to do it on one share and it just, it was not happening. I'm not sure we're going to get through all of this, let alone all of that. <clears throat> So, without further ado, the letter is Vav Tav Dalit Shin from the year Tav Shin Yud Tess. Let me make it a little bigger. And here we go. Shalom Abracha, the Rebbe writes. I'm answering your letter from Yud Zayin Shvat. You wrote to me saying that you would like from now on to daven Nosach Arizal. Of course, they were not davening that before. And this is not the Nosach Arizal that you can pick up in your local farm store. It is noteworthy that the Arizal never actually wrote a sitter. The Arizal transmitted his Kavanas and his order of tefillah to his students. They put together various Sidurim. Most of them were sort of a nudge and wink kind of sitter where it would say hints to what to do because the Kumakubalam understood what they needed to, needed to do. They just needed some guidelines. So we really didn't have an authoritative Arizal sitter ever really. And a couple have come down through the ages. At some point, there were literally tens of different kinds of Arizal Sidurim. And as we'll see, the Rebbe is going to explain this in some of his letters, but the Alta Rebbe sat down with 60 versions of them, actually says in this letter too, 60 versions of them and put together the authoritative one and also removed all of the Kabbalistic Kavanas uh, so that they wouldn't get confusing for people, but otherwise left the order of Tefillah according to the Arizal. That's why the Rebbe is saying here that the Nosach Arizal you're talking about, let's just clarify, you mean you want to daven Arizal, which is the Alta Rebbe's Nosach, that has been accepted by Hasidic Chabad. The Rebbe responds, Very good idea, great idea, definitely switch. Especially according to the stories that Hasidim tell. And you'll see in all of these letters, the Rebbe always attributes this to a story of Hasidim. Apparently there's no other source for it, no written source. That the Alta Rebbe chose this Nosach after looking at 60 other Sidurim and putting together the absolute best version of Tefillah. At least according to the Arizal. says, however, do be careful. Uh, be careful. Because when you're going from uh, Ashkenaz, you're allowed to start in Ashkenaz and switch to Nusach Svard. You'll find this in Halacha Svarim. You're allowed to switch from Nusach Svard 
to Nusach Ari, so you can upgrade to Nusach Ari, but you can never go back. Somebody who davens Chabad Nusach is not allowed to switch and decide now they're davening Nusach Ashkenaz or Nusach Sfard for any reason. Therefore, if you really want to take this on, you have to make sure it's forever, that once you start Nusach Ari, that you'll never go back. This does mean, and I think we'll find this borne out in a lot of the letters we're seeing, so I'm telling it to you right now, I am almost certain that the Shita, therefore, is that if somebody was raised in a Chabad household and growing up, Davin Nosa Chabad, and then later on in life decides that they're going to join a different congregation, uh, Sfard or Ashkenaz, they still must Davin Nosa Hari. It doesn't look like they're allowed to switch back. Uh, you're allowed to go from Ashkenaz to Sfard and Sfard to Ari, but not from Ari back down to Sfard or Ashkenaz. <clears throat> and this is not coming from the Rebbe. This is actually, he quotes many Shadlis and Shuvas, not in this letter, but in another letter we'll see he has a lot of sources for this idea. Lassen, regarding your question, says, what should I do when, with, with, with Vishamru? I dive in a regular shul, a shul that doesn't use my nosach, and the big Vishamru is always the biggest question that comes up in these situations on Kabbalah Shabbos. Right before Shemen Esra, everybody except for us pretty much has the custom to say a piyot, Vishamru. And according to us, we don't have that in our nosach, although we do have it in our siddur. It's something that we specifically don't say that is in our siddur. There's a whole story with that. Uh, what do I do when everybody else is saying Vishamru? The Rebbe says, Nirali, Shalayemar, I think you shouldn't say it. Kevin You brought you, you're accepting upon yourself the Alta Rebbe's position. His position is that this could be an interruption in Tefillah, which is not permitted. Specifically, when those when people are dominating the minion, uh, you certainly don't have to say, even if everybody else is saying. And he gives a couple sources for this. Even if he's the chazan, he shouldn't say vishamru. And uh, the reason for this, that he says a little bit here, but also is mentioned in another letter that I'm not sure I brought you, so I'm going to tell you because I don't remember which ones I kept. There are literally hundreds of letters like this, so I don't remember which ones I kept and which ones I tossed. But uh, the Deb explains elsewhere that a chazan, you don't really notice when he doesn't say vishamru. If he says, um, if he says the last line of that bracha and then pauses, the keila will say vishamru, and he can go right into shmenesus. The Rebbe doesn't feel that a chazan or a congregant needs to bother with vishamru. Uh, in any event, the Rebbe gives a bracha, says I mentioned on the tzim, and uh, gives him a bracha for Yisafa in Torah and mitzvahs, and that is our first letter. Now, the reason why I put this letter that I labeled as number four next is just because this letter is from only about a month later, maybe less than a month later. Let me see. This is a. Uh, other Reish Kedish of other Rishon, and this one is the same year of Yudbe's other Rishon. This is two weeks later. Two weeks later, the Rebbe says almost the exact same thing, possibly to somebody else. However, the way the Rebbe words the letter, he says, I think I already answered this question. So I think this might be a follow-up letter where the person, for some reason, received this letter from the Rebbe that we just read and was not clear on what they should do. I guess, possibly, because the Rebbe says in this letter, you should do it, but only if you're sure you're going to do it forever. So maybe that left them in doubt as to what the Rebbe actually wants them to do. So the Rebbe writes, In response to your letter about changing your Nosach, I think I answered already. It's a good idea. I want you to switch. As he says in the previous letter, the Alter Rebbe set up his Nosach from 60 other Sidurim, and as, based in, as explained in other places, you can switch from Ashkenaz to Svard and from Svard to Ari, but not opposite. So make sure that your Achlata to Davin Nosach Chabad will be Amenash Lachser on the condition that you never intend to go back on this. <clears throat> uh, now, in response to some of his other questions, when should you start? Um, I, I love this answer. I wonder things like this all the time. I've been looking for this sentence forever. And you know what? I'm going to also screenshot it because I need it for a million other things. Take this sentence to heart about everything in life. Look at the Rebbe's answer. Shailas, you asked me, Masai when should I start? Should I start Rosh Hashanah? Should I start Yutes Kislev? What's the right day to start a new Achlata? The Rebbe says, 
Animal Venice. I don't understand. Once you've decided to do something, why are you pushing off starting it? What, I'm waiting till it's the right day for at the right time. I'm in the right mindset. Once I decide I'm going to do something, do it right now. There's no start time. You started, you start today. And the fact that you tell me that it's uh, a little bit confusing. You're going to cause confusion. And I think he also means it'll be a little bit confusing for him. He goes, yeah, everybody who started davening Nusach Chabad initially caused some confusion. Nusach Chabad is relatively new. That means the first generation of people who davened this Nusach all either were confused or confused people around them. Nonetheless, they started davening with this. And the group of people who davened with this Nusach has only grown since then. Uh, this is another question down here that we're not going to cover right now. And he tells him to learn a little bit of, uh, oh, one, one one more thing down here I do want to say, because it's just interesting. He says that you mentioned, uh, I think this person writing to the Rebbe was saying something like, I want to start davening Nusach Chabad, but I'm not sure I'm okay with everything in Tanya. I don't know if I understand. Chassidus, the Rebbe says back, that would, that would you say that there are prakim in Tanya that up until now you don't really understand. That's the way the whole Torah is. Don't tell me that uh, there's some piece of the Torah you don't understand, so you're hesitating to take up a new achlata. Um, the, the entire Torah is that way. There's no part of the Torah that's entirely understandable. When you start off learning it, you only understand the big overarching principles. And as time goes on, you'll increase in your understanding. We have many, many other letters that follow this uh, rule. I'm comfortable saying this is the Rebbe Shita because I found it in no less than 20 letters where people write to the Rebbe saying, should I switch? And the Rebbe specifically tells them to switch to Nusach Chabad. I think the Rebbe would say that anybody from any tradition should feel completely comfortable switching to Nusach Chabad. And we're going to see that bear out in, I brought you uh, three more letters that are illustrative of this, but I'm telling you, it's really in at least 20 of them. This is as close to a shit as you can get. That it is that it is okay, good, not in a to switch to Nosach Chabad from another Nosach, but of course not to go back the other direction. This letter is Vav Shin Lamed Beis. The last letter I read, I don't think I said what the uh, number was on it. The number on the last one was Vav Tav Shin Chaf Aleph. So this one is a uh, Vav Shin Lamed Beis. It's from the year Tav Shin Yud Ches, so it's a year earlier. And then Rebbe Shalom Bracha, I'm responding to your letter. You didn't tell me when you wrote it, and you wrote there that you've been accepted into Gan Yisrael, and he gives him a bracha that Gan Yisrael should be run appropriately, that it should that it should live up to its name. That which you wrote to me about switching your Nosach Hatvila, how you daven. It's the right thing to do, switching to Nosach Chabad. It's the right thing to do. As it's explained in many places, the Rebbe is telling this again, that it's okay to switch from Ashkenaz to Sfard and from Sfard to Ari, but not the other way around. So make sure that when you do switch over to, to our Nosach, you uh, make it a very firm resolution. Make sure that this change is going to be a lasting change and that from now on you're going to that mentions this in almost all the letters as a selling point for our Nosach. The Altarebbe, who he says here, is the Pesach in Nister because of Tanya and the Pesach in Nigla because of Shulchan Arach, they organized the Siddur based on 60 other versions of the Siddur that existed. So based on 60 versions, he put together the absolute best. He tells him, I'm sure you're going to keep up with chitas, and Hashem should protect you from, and I'm, excuse me, you should be careful to, uh, to be careful about these storm from now on. Okay. One more letter that illustrates this idea, and then I'll show you some things that are a little bit different, like what to do in a shul. Uh, this is Dalet Tav Tav Mem Hey. This is Tav Shin Yud Zion. And the Rebbe writes, Shalom in response to your letter from Chaf Hei Tishrei. I was very happy to read that at the beginning of this new year, you began davening with the Nusach HaBorer Shel Nusach HaRizal. He calls this the Nusach HaBorer, the clear Nusach of the clarified Nusach of the Yalt Rebbe, which is the Nusach Hari. It should be God's will that your prayer should be accepted among the Tefillahs of the entire Jewish people. 
as the bracha in the middle of the Shemad Esther goes, uh, when we ask about our own needs, Chaninu mitcha chabad, Chaninu mitcha chachmabinamadas, you should give us, graciously give us, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, which is, of course, the acronym chabad. And people should notice, this is very interesting to me, people should notice the positive change in all of your bakashas that will come from now on, as if he's saying that now that you're davening nosa chabad, it should be noticeable to you and those around you that you're davening better, that your tefillahs are working better. There should be no more than the bare necessary halamas and asterim, no excessive halamas and asterim in your in, in the fulfillment of all of the blessings that are due to you, um, especially now that you've switched over to Davin, a more effective nosach, which is really what he's saying here. The Rebbe is saying that I expect that now that you switched over to Nasa Chabad, your davening is going to work better. In response to your question, you asked at the very end of the letter, how should you act on Shabbos and Yom Tov when you daven in a shul that is not Nasa Chabad? The Rebbe says, You only need to worry about this if you're going to be the Chazan. Ask me if you're a Chazan. If you're not a Chazan, certainly when you're davening on your own, it's not even a question. Stick with your own Nasach. There's many practical uh, cases of this happening. This is a uh, Way that it was always done in prior generations. And the same thing applies to Vishamru and the Rebbe's Bracha and the signature. I know I told you we're going to get more into this tomorrow, so I'm not going to dwell on this right now. The question of what to do in other shows, it's not as clear cut as the Rebbe says in this letter. He explains himself more in other letters, but uh, that does also sort of capture his position on uh, on our Nosach and other shows. This is a letter that is labeled Dalid Shin Nonitz from Chaf Er of Tavshin Tazayan. And uh, this is a letter to somebody who is merging two shuls. So they're merging two shuls together. I'm not sure if one of them had Nosa Chabad or neither of them did, but uh, the upshot of this letter will be that now that you're merging the two shuls together and making a new shul, it definitely should be Nosa Chabad. So let's read the letter. Shalom Ubracha, make it a little bit bigger. <clears throat> Uh, so uh, you asked me about uh, merging these two shoals together and uh, you asked me for a name for these two shoals and uh, I gave you a telephone response because you told me it was time sensitive but um, I'm also putting this in writing and this is the following even though names are important certainly this applies to the name of the shul the Rebbe says I understand that the name of something is important that names of shuls matter and uh, it does have significance in Terah and Minagi Yisrael but if you want to know what fight to have over this let them pick whatever name they want as long as you get the Nosach because what we really want is to make sure the nosach of the shul is nosach chabad. So name it whatever you want. I wanted. To, I'm worried about the nosach. It's explained at length in many shalos and chovas of the achrenim when it comes to switching over a nosach. The maskana of the achrenim is you can switch from nosach ashkenaz to nosach svard, but not from svard from not from svard to ashkenaz. And from that should also be understood. How important it is that specifically Nosachari, which is So the Rebbe here is explaining this shit that he's mentioned in a few letters. You can go from Ashkenaz to Sfard and Sfard to Ari, but not back. The Rebbe is saying that the idea here is that we believe that Sfard is more Meduyak than Ashkenaz, and we believe that Ari is more Meduyak than Sfard. So you can be Mylan Bakadish and Ain It's sort of a crass way to say it, and certainly our friends who dive in other Nuschais might not appreciate saying that the Ashkenaz is the least reliable, Sfard is the next most reliable, and Chabad the most reliable, but this is exactly what the Rebbe is saying, and that's why you're not allowed to go back, is that once you switch to the most reliable Nosach, which is the Alter Rebbe, this can also maybe help us understand why earlier the Alter Rebbe keeps on saying 
I'm sorry, the Rebbe keeps on saying that the Alta Rebbe pulled this from 60 other Sidurim. The one that is most reliable is without a doubt the Alta Rebbe's version, given just how much work he put into it, 60 different versions, also the fact that he's the Pesach and Nigla and Pesach and Nister. Yeah, obviously his is the most reliable. Since his is the most reliable, we're saying here that Nusach, uh, uh, excuse me, I want to make sure I read the Lushen again. Um, you should understand from this. This is a version of Nusach Svar that is even more Meduya. So uh, he's, the Rebbe's uh, Reb carving out territory here and saying it's not just, you know, everybody has a Nusach, everybody can enter whatever gate they want, the sort of uh, the sort of Kumbaya version of this. This is a much more strict version of this. Ari is simply the best one. If you switch to it, you're stuck with it. Specifically, when it comes to the Alta Nusacharizal, that's what people nowadays call Nusacharizal. There really is nobody davening. There's a Nusacharizal, the Rashash, there's a Siddur that goes around. I don't know of anybody who davens it, though. Practically speaking, if you daven Nusachari nowadays, you're using the Alta Nebbe's. He clarified this from many different He pulled this from 60 different Therefore, it is my opinion. Then also when it comes to these two shuls that we are having merged together, What's that, Ateva? Is that the rule of the Teva or is that the word that he wants for the name of the shul? I don't know. I don't know. It's possible he's saying it should be called a Nusacharizal Shul. I, I can't tell from Nusachateva. The Teva is the, the, is the Amud. Yeah, what does that mean? Nusach, oh, does that, that mean Nusachateva is like the Nusach of the of The, the Chazan should be Nusachari. And that, that's going to create... Okay, thanks, Paris, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because he did say he wasn't getting into the name issue. Thanks. So therefore, um, with Paris' help, therefore it is my opinion that when these two... It's a strange shows, way of saying it, though. That's why... Uh, I, I, it's, strange, it's a strange way of saying it. I've never seen used that way before, but I definitely think that's what it means. The other one doesn't make sense. I'm with Paris. Um... I'm going to get a pin. I'm with parents. When uh, we do merge these two shuls together, they should, uh, the, the nosach of the table, the nosach of the amud that is David from the amud should be nosach harizal. In order to establish the most fundamental part, should nosach hatvila kanal. I'm still, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm now leaning in the other direction at the end of that sentence, whatever. Point is, the Rebbe definitely wants the shuls when they merge to be Nosachari shul. It should be God's will that you will succeed in implanting in all of the people who dive in there that the tefillah should have uh, all effects at all hours of the day. And my kavana is kipshuta, is as simple as it sounds. That the first bracha, that the first bracha, where we ask for that that idea of should also extend throughout the entire day. And the next bracha, where we talk about should also stand there as a uh, as a even when they're at work. Nothing can stand before it will. So the Nebuchadnezzar is giving the most incredible bracha, which is that when I say to Hashem, please give me wisdom and knowledge, I shouldn't just have that during tefillah, but I should have that all day. When I say, Hashem, please help me do tshuva, I should be in the state of tshuva the entire day. May that be God's will that that happened in your show. Bracha so we're seeing across these letters is a real push from the Rebbe, uh, a stronger push than I would have expected. I, I always had the idea that our Nusach was special. I certainly had the idea that we should be dabbing our Nusach. I wouldn't have thought going into this discussion that the Rebbe would advise people switch to our Nusach necessarily. Uh, certainly, I wouldn't advise. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have su- uh, suspected he'd push it so hard. I also wouldn't have expected what the Rebbe said in a few letters at this point that our Nusach is not just different but objectively better. That it is a better nosach, that there is the most meduyak version of all the nuschais, and it's the most meduyak version of nosach svard, and that therefore you can be mylin bekedish emerdin. If you're going to switch, make sure you do it forever. These are all things that I found somewhat surprising, and uh, there is a sicha that maybe explains why the Rebbe feels this way. We're going to conclude with this sicha. This is an edited sicha. Look at the sichas. 
Uh, it is in volume Lamed Tess in Dvarim uh, on page 44 is where I am. It's a, it's a Rosh Hashanah Secha. And at the beginning of this paragraph in Bayes, the Rebbe talks about the Kavana that's mentioned at the beginning of Tekiah Shefer, where it says you're supposed to say the Mizmor seven times. And for Kabbalistic reasons, I assume, I mean, I've always assumed, I, that's my Kavana when I do it, is that it's, uh, it's Zah, right? Because seven is usually a Zah thing. But frankly, the Rebbe's whole point here is that we don't really, most people don't really know why they're doing it, but the Siddur nonetheless tells us to do it. The Siddur is telling us to do a Kabbalistic Kavana without telling us the Kavana, which would seem would defeat the purpose of a Kabbalistic Kavana. Meaning, if the entire point of a Kabbalistic intent is to have a Kabbalistic intent, then not telling me why I'm doing it and having me go through the motions would seem to be somewhat useless. The Rebbe then from there launches in a discussion of what makes the Alta Rebbe Siddur so special and why he feels the way that he does in all the previous letters that we've read. Why we're willing to tell people switch over to our Nusach. Why we're willing to tell people our Nusach is more and what exactly it accomplishes. So we're going to read this over here. The Rebbe says, I want to add an explanation. And I want to make an introduction first. Uh, when it comes to the general introduction, when it comes to the Siddur Ad Marazakin, well, about, uh, about the relevance to the Siddur Ad Marazakin, to the Alta Rebbe Siddur. Even though he set up the Siddur, of the, uh, his Siddur, according to the intents of the Arizal, it should be exactly right the way Kabbalah says. So every word that's slightly different, every letter that's slightly different, you know we do things a little differently. Sometimes vowelizations are a little different. Every detail of that is the Alta Rebbe telling us what is supposed to be according to Kabbalah. It's also very exact when it comes to grammar and language. We never have anything to defend when it comes to our sitter. If you find something in our sitter, uh, the Rebbe is willing to stand up and tell you that it is the most meduyak when it comes to grammar, language, Kabbalah. And when you find people saying otherwise, they're simply ill-informed. Nonetheless, nonetheless, the Alter Rebbe does not include in his sitter any of the Kabbalahs of the Arizal. Because it simply does not apply to all people. In general, the implication is the Kabbalahs, the deep Kabbalahs of the Arizal, they're really only Shaykh to Yechidei Segula, the people who really know Kabbalah, people who understand how to make those Kabbalahs. But uh, so on one hand, we could say that. On one hand, we could say that he excluded them because they're not for everybody. But it would make a lot more sense to say the Rebbe is saying, on one hand, we could say the reason why the Alter Rebbe excludes the Kabbalahs of the Arizal, the Kabbalah, from his Siddur is because most people can't understand it, so it's not Shaykh to them. But he says, I think it's deeper than that. The Rebbe says, Nira, yes, Nira, it makes more sense to me to say that really he was sneaking the Kavanas into the Tvila and giving everybody access to them. So even without even without saying the Kavanas, the way that he organized the Siddur is that I'm automatically doing Kabbalah without knowing I'm doing Kabbalah if I'm davening according to the Alter Rebbe's Nosach, meaning that I'm davening like a Kabbalist and accomplishing what a Kabbalist would accomplish without knowing the Kabbalah. And the only loophole for that is the way the Alter Rebbe wrote the Siddur. That's what the Rebbe is saying here. So that's why the Al-Tarev put together the Siddur in the first place, is to make the entire Jewish people shayach to Kabbalistic Kabbalists. So the idea was not to simplify Kabbalah, dumb down Kabbalah, and remove the Kabbalah. The idea was to put the Kabbalah so deeply into the structure of the Siddur itself, that when a person who knows no Kabbalah reads out of our Siddur, unlike any other Siddur, when they read out of our Siddur, they are doing Kabbalah, uh, fully doing Kabbalah. They are tapping into the Kabbalahs and the outcomes of that. This might explain why in earlier letters, the Rebbe keeps giving people brachas that their tefillah should work better when they switch over. It works better because they're able to, using the Altanev Siddur, tap into deep kavanas and deep kabbalah that are, uh, the normal people are not able to tap into. Essentially, you, once you start switching to Ariza, you can daven like a Kabbalist. Whereas if you're davening the other Nuschais, you're davening according to your own abilities. 
says this is uh, similar to what the author Rebbe says uh, in Hilchas Tamatera. I want to skip this section, just go right down here. The Rebbe concludes by saying this also applies to the Kavanas for Tikiyah Shefer, that they are Shaykh Bechal Nefesh. But the outcome of that for most people who don't understand how to think the Kavanas is to say that Mizmar seven times. And by saying that Mizmar seven times, they're not going through the motions. They're literally tapping into the same Kabbalah as a regular Kabbalist. So from this, I think we get some real powerful insight into why the Rebbe is telling people to switch to Nosachari, why the Rebbe is uh, such a champion of the Alter Rebbe Siddur, why the Rebbe says it's so much more Meduyak, and more than anything else, really, why the Rebbe keeps on telling people that it functionally works better, that if you're davening out of the Alter Rebbe Siddur, you're literally going to have more success in getting your tefillahs answered. This all really adds up when you look at the Sikha. The Rebbe is saying here that the Alter Rebbe's plan in making the Siddur was to secretly turn a simple person into a Kabbalist. Not to uh, not to ease them into it, not to explain it to them in a way that makes them understand it, but to give them the exact same experience and outcome as a Kabbalist without them literally needing to think Kabbalistic Kabbalist, which makes it an incredibly powerful sitter. Okay, that's it for part one.